Welcome everyone to another Becker's podcast. I'm Ryan Muhammad with Becker's Healthcare, and I'm thrilled to have join me today, Pat Keel, Executive Vice President and Chief Financial and Administrative Officer at St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Pat, it's so nice to meet you. How are you today? I'm doing very well. It's so nice to meet you also. Yes, absolutely. Well, to begin, would you mind introducing yourself and telling us a bit about your background? Sure. Um, I've been in healthcare for over 25 years uh, in a variety of roles, both financial and operational. I've worked both in for-profit and not-for-profit with the majority of my career spent in academic medical systems. I've been at St. Jude Children's Research Hospital for the last uh, seven years. And it's interesting because I did not intend uh, to be an accountant. Uh, I wanted to be a practitioner, in fact, a pediatric nurse practitioner, and got to the point in college where I could not balance the clinical and my work schedule, so changed my major to accounting and actually started my career in banking, but ended up in healthcare when I moved back to my hometown to be closer to family uh, after I had my child. And so started my healthcare career in accounting and have been in healthcare ever since. Perfect, wow, yeah, 25 years is very impressive. That makes me even more excited to speak with you today on, you know, to get some insight on some topics. So to begin with the real questions, what issues are you spending most of your time on today? You know, one of the most impressive things I've found while working at St. Jude is the use of our strategic plan as a roadmap. And so I spend most of my time ensuring that we're allocating our resources in the best way to achieve the goals that are outlined in our strategic plan. The focus of the plan is to accelerate the discoveries in science uh, which would advance cures and treatments for children with catastrophic diseases. And uh, that's a very powerful mission, uh, finding cures for children. Because of our unique funding and operational model, we have a, a very exciting opportunity to do things different than other healthcare organizations but that also creates a high level of responsibility to do those things that other organizations can't. Uh, as well as we have to ensure that, that as we're advancing those discoveries, we're using those donor dollars uh, appropriately and being good stewards of those donations. I think one of the unique things is, you know, we're we're funded primarily by donations. At least 80% of our funding comes straight from donor dollars. And uh, literally over 12 million donors uh, contribute to St. Jude. And so there, there is a different approach to things. We have the opportunity to do things other healthcare organizations can't. And our CEO, believes that this creates a responsibility to do those things and to collaborate on them and frequently uh, ask us, if not St. Jude, then who, uh, which is a powerful motivator for us. And so 
Here at St. Jude, it's a really exciting time. Uh, our most recent uh, strategic plan encompasses $12.9 billion investment in our mission over the next uh, over six years total, the remaining five years. It adds 2,300 jobs, $2.3 billion in construction. Uh, it increases our investment in a lot of our basic science labs as well as really looks at how do we expand some of the discoveries we've had here in the United States globally to countries where the uh, cure rate is still uh, abysmal and, and try to save children around the world. In addition, it also funds 11 collaborations with other organizations. And so we're able to collaborate with the broadest minds around the world and fund their portions of those collaborations and, and believe that that will help us be more efficient and find those discoveries quicker. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, the next thing that I wanted to talk to you about is kind of, you know, what you're seeing in the future. So how are you thinking about investments in growth in the next two years or so? Um, you know, as you just heard, we have a very aggressive and costly strategic plan. And in addition to that, we also have to balance having a fairly significant reserve fund. Our kids are here usually for several years. And so if something happens to disrupt that donation stream, uh, we still have several years of treatment for literally thousands of kids that we have to fund. Uh, as well as our uh, scientific research that's ongoing. So I have to balance uh, looking at how the, has the funding comes in that we maintain the right level of reserve and still apply the investment to the strategies. And that requires us to do scenario planning, uh, to look at various things that could happen that might disrupt that, that donor Stream. In addition to that, you know, we experience the same challenges other healthcare organizations do as far as supply chain disruption, inflation, uh, especially with $2.9 billion in construction, uh, all the challenges that brings with that labor force and that supply chain, as well as, of course, the healthcare labor, uh, the healthcare labor shortage. Uh, which we have not been uh, insulated from. So have had to look at a variety of ways of how do we build resiliency in our staff? How do we collaborate internally on our supply issues so that we have early warning indicators when supplies are getting low so that we can identify alternative vendors and uh, not have to restrict any uh, treatments or uh, scientific research. Perfect, thank you so much. And before I let you go, Pat, the last thing that I wanted to ask you is, what are you most excited about right now that's happening in your field? Well, I, you know, I think you heard the excitement in our strategic plan, um, but outside of that, I'm really excited about the creativity and the talent in not only our organization, but in healthcare in general. I think that having worked with a lot of 
different generations, uh, including young people coming out of college, there is a level of confidence, creativity, and collaboration that I don't know that I saw when I came out of college. And um, it's, it's really exciting to see them embrace the mission, embrace the challenges in ways that uh, are different and unique. I, I also think that our workforce, uh, particularly here, it's a global workforce, is very diverse. And that's very exciting because I really do believe that diversity creates more innovation and more creativity in finding solutions. And finally, since this is a Women in Leadership podcast, uh, as it relates to more women leaders in the CFO role, it, it is really exciting for me to see those numbers and percentages continue to grow. When I started my career, I was usually one uh, of maybe two or three female CFOs in an organization of anywhere from 35 to 50 CFOs, and frequently would go to healthcare finance conferences where the female portion of the audience was probably 10%. I just returned from my first uh, conference or forum since the pandemic began, uh, the Becker's CFO Forum, where it was, if not 50%, approaching 50% female. And that's very exciting for me. I think, again, better diversity in groups results in better solutions and more uh, innovation. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you, especially on the last point. Um, and I want to thank you so much for sharing those final thoughts, Pat. That is all I have for you today. So thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. This has been a great discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you so much. Absolutely.